So we're going to continue with our campaign. That's right. We're not going to stop it just arbitrarily for no reason. Uh, and the three of you are still in the semi-underground, um, warded, protected uh, headquarters of the arcane, um, what are they called? The arcane acolytes. And so just a quick recap last time, you found out that yes, they do have a sweat and shawarma franchise in their temple, which is wild. Um, they have, uh, they have intimated that they can, they have a, a, a sort of limited ability to commune with the gods and get a little bit of uh, divination going on. Uh, so that's a tool potentially at your disposal. And the leader of the group, a an Eladra named uh, Berevan, has he said a, he said a bunch of things. One, he's willing to craft some stuff out of use Starfall to make some magic items for you in return for splitting future Starfall finds. He also had mentioned uh, that he he had mentioned that his group has received some kind of vague references to things being different with all the shifts that are happening. So there, the group, his group is sort of aware in it in some kind of oblique way, and he. He sort of said this to you, and I think what I may have failed to convey was that he he was confident that you would know more about it uh, as a result of those like divine hints that he got. So yeah, so there's a lot of uh, clerics, or I should say, there's there's a number of clerics who are part of this group, um, some you know magic users, and the the entire area that you're in is warded with with divine sigils and runes to protect from uh, outside spying. So uh, the ball is sort of still in your corner, or however sports work, wherever the ball is, the ball's with you. Um, I should say that outside, in the outside, uh, there's it's still a very red sort of haze that is just sitting over the the city and the surrounding area. So which which really strongly suggests that there's going to be more starfall in the near future. So uh, at this point, um, I'm sort of giving giving you the steering wheel and and want to see what you guys want to do. Well, I don't I don't know about uh about the team too much, but I've got I've got one quick question. I, I should have asked this last time. Uh, and by last time, I mean before we consumed more sweat and shawarma, because I don't want any of the, like, tummy rumbles that can happen from that to be misconstrued as the answer to the question I'm about to ask. But GB, being inside all these wards, do you, uh, you feel any different with... Uh, you know, the boss man, if you will. Well, speaking of uh, tummy rumbles, I I do feel uh, slightly more protected, maybe a little more at ease, a little bit of a weight off my shoulders. Still, you know, uh, as vigilant as ever. I'm, you know, trying to be in tune with, uh, with the goings on down in the old uh, down in the old gut. 
Um, but yeah, no, I think this is, uh, this is a really protected place and, uh, it feels like a safe place to me. So like, but is your power affected in here? Do, do you feel disconnected from the source of your power at all? Can I do, uh, a, a, a perception check on myself? One sec, one sec. I will answer this just one sec. I'm just looking something up. You don't you don't got a gold Gotham kicking around, no poop demon? Not at the moment, thankfully. I really hope not. Oh geez. god. Clearly you got the, the well done shawarma. Uh while Tim is investigating his own notes, I was briefly wondering whether it might be best to ask about some divination to just assess how many gods either currently are and if we can gather any information as to where they're going to be. You're thinking, uh, my, my, just a small scry? Yeah, something along those lines. See if we can find a god's eye. Give you one beer. Uh, Uh, It was three quarters, thank you. (laughs) Um, The other thing I was debating after um, Baravan was talking about making magic items and the kind of challenges we were about to face... I was wondering, and Tim will have to confirm, whether it'd be possible to make your weapons deal magic damage. By your weapons, I believe the pointing is directly towards me. Yes, I realized visual gestures are probably not beneficial. I'm, <laughs> I wonder whether... Those gosh darn audio <laughs> mediums. <laughs> right, they're the worst. I wonder whether it'd be possible to make... The warning star, or something like that. The, the warning the gra- star is a warning. It yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I just wanted to say warning star, but the uh, the great sword, a uh, a magic weapon, mm. no additional damage, just deals magic type. Like you know what I mean. Like it counts oh, as a magic weapon. So kind of like how some like. In older editions, silvered weapons would do damage to lycanthropes and stuff like that. Yeah, just so it counts as magical damage kind of thing. That, or, not gonna lie, see a lot of benefit and maybe some potions. Um, though I am hesitant, Chai is very hesitant to make the arrangement of splitting God's Eye with him. The Thaddeus Ulysses Gamble. Uh... Over the course of this conversation, it's kind of furrowing his brow a little bit, and I have two conflicting ideas on this. One, I know that the reason, or part of the reason, that so many ills have befallen, or such negative circumstances have befallen me in my past have almost entirely been over this shit. I mean, the less of it, the better in that regard. But I also know that some of those problems may have been prevented because of ubiquitous access to this type of knowledge and power. So it all kind of really boils down to, do we believe these arcane acolytes are going to truly give this power to all the people. Because if they aren't, it's a crapshoot. I will say that you're more than welcome to roll insight, but last session we did sort of 
um, like Berevin admitted that, you know, a certain portion would have to go to, you know, generating enough revenue to, to sort of supply like the, the group itself. So it's not like everything is being given up and, you know, um, give given away there, there has to be like a, a degree of self-interest. That is what he said, but you're more than welcome to roll inside. I think Thaddeus is still kind of on the fence about that, so he's going to... He's 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 chucking some insight. Could I possibly do... Now that I know... Or I've, he's told me a little bit about his past. Could I do a history check to see if any of that... Of what he told me about his time at the court or being wanted by the court to see if that rings any bells? Did I already do this? You... I don't remember. I think you There's did. There's literally no way to know. Okay, well then never mind. If I did it and I rolled badly... I think I did roll badly, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh yeah, you did do this. And just to circle back to... Um, you had one of those like... Just to circle back to Gutterbird, um, you you can already... You can fully tell that your your source of power is not disrupted at all. You might feel like uh, and you can tell me if this would be sort of the relationship that you'd have with your patron. You feel like maybe there's not a like constant set of eyes peeking over your shoulder. I mean, in a literal sense, there still is because uh, your your uh, grease trap is still around invisibly. Um, but uh, you you feel like a little bit of a sense, of, like more of a sense of being at ease here. But your powers are still functional. Uh, with regards to that insight check, uh, a thirteen. Um, yeah, you you sense that he's generally on the up and up. Uh, you're picking up on a, like a small amount of distrust from him towards Chai at what was already sort of. I don't. I don't think he was too cagey about not really trusting the Eladrin court. So the, the, there's there's a little bit of that that you're picking up there, but he, he's not. You're, you don't think he's being deceptive. Yeah, I remember he uh, he had mentioned something about being concerned that she was here for him, so... Mm-hmm. I think our best course of action is to possibly get some further information on God's Eye, when it's going to fall. The sky still has that lovely red glow to it, so it makes me think more will fall soon. But I don't know, like... We don't know how many pieces there are anymore. The time changes have thrown everything off. We don't know if the original information on the last one that we knew about is even valid anymore. And we know there's at least four out there, upward inflection. We have one, they have two, and we know there's the other one out there. They've alluded to more, yeah. Well, we knew originally that there was one more. So at least minimally we know there are four. Possibly there are more now, because every time there's been a time warp... We don't know what happens. I I would like to, before we make promises about what to do with God's eye, I I would like to talk to the the clerics. That what do you what do you think, Gutterbird? I think that makes perfect sense. I was also um, did did we decide on the ratio of how much the uh, the God's eye gets shared? How much uh, we're we're giving back to the cause? I think the next bat we did just say split. I assume that meant fifty fifty. 
of the next stuff. This one, I believe, is all on us as like a sign of goodwill is what he said. Mm -hmm. But I also can't, Tim, you might be able to confirm, um, if we were wanting, because you mentioned about imbuing an item, if we were to make uh, Thaddeus' sword not deal extra damage, but deal magical damage. I think the question she wants to know is, how many things can we get at Yeah, one? like, can we do... So I'm not asking... Yeah, so I think because I'm just, in essence, wanting to change the type, or I'm inquiring about changing the type of damage, in a way. But I was just wondering, what would what would it cost to do this? Because I know... I remember you mentioned some would do... Some would cost more of it than others. Yeah, okay. That's that's an interesting thing, because I... Um, so you're you're saying, like instead of imbuing it with, for example, a plus one bonus, just to have it have the magical property, and then with the hope that that doesn't use up all of it, so that you can sort of get a bit more mileage out of it. Yeah, I think we were just wondering, like, if that was... We have have run into a couple of instances, I think, that we would have caught up on where magic did a little bit more against some of the bad guys we've been fighting. Uh, So I think... I think that might be a good move because Gutterbird and myself both deal magical damage. <laughs> but Thaddeus does not currently, unless he's smiting or something like that. But as a way to give him a little extra oomph. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can you can definitely do that. It'll take less time than if you were going like full out and imbuing it with a permanent innate bonus because I think we were pondering at least my ideas obviously no one else's voice too much but I was we were thinking about the magical damage and possibly maybe could be useful maybe sort of some healing potions might be helpful I mean you're not a doctor I don't know if I trust it I don't have any fancy letters you're quite correct I have some but anyway um or what other potions we could get out of it would be interesting. But I think possibly some healing stuff would be quite quite beneficial. Didn't he give you one or two like last time as a as a token? Yes. I'm wondering about more. Okay. Well, I mean he he would agree to that. Um, he needs to spend time like the the potions are you know, they're not super difficult. They are, you know, they Everything requires time, and so he would need he would need time with the object getting the 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 bonus. So he would need time with a sword, the sword. Whether or not Thaddeus gives up his sword and goes and gets like a a replacement, or goes and buys a new one that he's going to have imbued in the meantime, because uh, looking lost what? and found. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are you looking for? How long would it take? Do you think? So the other option is we do have, which we haven't investigated yet. We have what's his, Elden's shithead face longsword. That I haven't looked at yet. I just took it and ran. Yeah, take a look at that. Let's take. So a can look. I investigate that longsword? Because I've his poison a poison dagger from him and a long sword, correct? Yeah. So the and long, then the armor which uh, God of Birds currently wearing. Yeah, the long sword is is normal. It's just a, a decent quality long sword. The um, the dagger is magical. 
Gutterbird, I think you already have a, <coughs> a f- fine crafted, was it a plus one dagger, I believe? Mm-hmm. Do you want uh, Do you want this lovely magical poison damage dagger? You bet. That's what All I was right. thinking. I was- Gutterbird, you've, you've got a poison dagger. Don't poke yourself with it. We'll see. Um, <laughs> is it, when it comes to crafting these things, are, is it sort of, what's the word I'm looking for, sort of like a form of alchemy where we're just combining two things and then seeing what comes what comes out of them? Are we trying to, can we sort of, you know, direct what we want the end result to be? Or is it sort of, you know, uh, we want our weapons to be somehow imbued with an upgraded sense of uh, we, magic. We had to... Yeah, with what he had said before, if we could provide an, an another component to imbue, like we've got that lightning web. Yes, we could if make we something a lightning that, sword. We could probably add the lightning to it. So, the way that it was described is you need silvered tools, portions of God's <laughs> eye, objects that will bear the magic, and some kind of material for to guide the God's eye in what to do. So... Um, that's why I was like, I don't quite know how we would do the magic unless I just cast a bunch of spells around the sword as he's doing his shit, which wouldn't be bad necessarily. Before we continue on the path of, (coughs) (coughs) before, nah. That was, that was way (laughs) off. Okay. Hold on a second. Apparently I need the well real bad. Yes. It gets you in there. Uh, before, whale. <laughs> Apparently, I gotta go for it. Whale. Uh, before we continue doing uh, these conversations of crafting, I think it's important to know how long we have before something comes down. Oh, because yes. if he's got my sword and I've got to run around with Aelden's weapon, <laughs> that's that ain't. I'm going to be a lot less useful. I was and I miss a lot already. <laughs> I was more so thinking leaving him the long sword. Not your style? Nah. <laughs> I, a long sword's nice, but this sword's great. <laughs> there are many like it, but this one is mine. Uh, I would say, like, it, it just sort of in a uh, in a broader scope, like, if you, like, I know you have, this is this is a sword that you started your character with, uh, but if you wanted to, to, like, really go out to a craftsman and buy a sword and sort of have it, like, really uh, have a lot of articulation and, have, like, a lot of artistic quality to it i think it'd be kind of fun to describe a sword that has like like a a a hilt that is a certain thing um if you're wanting to Uh, yeah i'm gonna stop you right there tim Mm -hmm. uh i i have a plan oh for how i would like this sword to eventually this specific sword to eventually end up oh interesting all righty so that's i I got an idea. <laughs> what, the moment you mentioned crafting and making things better, I immediately thought of a cool thing for this sword. Specifically. Okay. Shall we... Does anyone have any other magical item ideas that they would like to create, possibly? Do you want to just use it to give your sword something particular? Uh, the, the only two things that I was really 
intrigued by were the idea of either, for me specifically, the only things I was intrigued by was either making me harder to hit or hit harder. I mean, both of those track. Gutterbird, did you have any I'm a one trick fun ideas? Taking a look. So I've been, I haven't had good luck with my... Um, with my daggers and my crossbows, uh, with my bolts at this point. It would be cool to make those literal bolts. Oh. That could be cool. Lightning ammunition? Because I also just thought of something, too. Something else entirely. Along a very similar line as to what uh, GB just suggested. I'm... I don't know why I thought, didn't think of this sooner, but being able, like using the magic to essentially create the sword to be lighter, giving it the throne property Oh. with the lightning and literally making it like the web is, like having charges on it to the, I throw it and then I teleport in a lightning bolt to the sword's location. Interesting. That that was something that just crossed my mind. Yeah, you can you can get as weird as you want with it. That is the so idea the behind sword, the great vengeance and furious anger. Make the sword lighter and have lightning. Yeah, and it could be like charges or whatever, but the uh Tim. Sidebar. <laughs> Once a magical item is created, can it be further imbued with things? Yeah, I think. Uh, well, okay. I hadn't thought like, about if that. If we came back with more God's Eye, could we make it more awesome? <laughs> um, oh, like if we do something to your sword now, can we add more on? Yeah. I, I'll, I'll say... I heard you like God's Eye on your God's Eye. <laughs> yeah. How- <laughs> I would say it is it is possible. Um, I had the thought of that, but I will say I will say yes with the asterisk that like the more things that you pile on the greater the chance of like potential instabilities so there's there's a there's a risk reward um uh aspect that is not like very cut and dry because it's a it's a very uh, exotic substance i'd probably only want to do two things to it total but yeah that's good to know yeah, lightning teleport and then make it crit on a ten or more. That's it. So do we want to? Yeah, just these no, two no, 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 small no. little things. I don't want to. Well, I don't know what it would change with the suggestion that I have because I would leave whatever happens to the second uh, one entirely up to you. Oh. But as as a use of lightning web, I think either making a making a literal bolt thrower or a. Uh, a lightning sword teleport shenanigans would be rad. The, um, to make, Tim, if we made it so that we followed up on Kevin's brilliant idea of uh, shooting lightning from a crossbow, um, would that be ammunition or the crossbow? Ooh. It could be either you're imbuing the crossbow so that all the bolts carry sort of a um, a, a little bit of an extra punch or so that that would be sort of like an ongoing permanent thing or 
you have a, a, a smaller number, probably a small number of of one use magical arrows that are more powerful than like so they you, you get a bigger punch, but you get fewer punches. It's going to sound selfish coming from this perspective, but I, as the only person who doesn't really do consistent magical damage, I think tactically it's better for Thaddeus to have something magical, but that was my original thought as well. But I still think we, before we commit to any of that, we need to know. Oh yeah. We're doing divining first. Yeah. So let's, let's go do that. And then we can mull this over as that happens. Can we go talk to the table at the sweat and shawarma of dudes who look just like stoned all the time? Those guys, we want to find them. So are we are we engaging in some light divination right now? I think I think as long as everybody's some casual yes. divination, just casual divination. Well, I don't want to be locked down to any one crystal ball. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> um, Kevin, I sent a picture of the actual qualities of your magic dagger, just so you know how it works. Oh, we've responded. Oh, did you? Oh, I didn't even see. We've been having a whole conversation. <laughs> and it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, the, the dagger produces its Does own Does that venom. make it a chai latte? <gasps> oh. It makes it a chai latte. <laughs> <laughs> For context, you're discussing getting more poison and where we'd get that and venom. And I was like, or... Kevin was like, do we milk spider chai? And so it would definitely be a chai latte. I would get the poison from you, coat the blade, and say thanks a latte. Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. Obviously. We're going to do that next time, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I I was thinking about this, and I I don't want to... I I don't want this to feel like... um, Someone here can cast a fifth level spell. Uh, I don't want to get like that sort of like super um, sticking to rules as written in in terms of how this works. It's it's a little bit more ineffable if I'm using that word correctly. So we can just kind of go ask. <laughs> we can just go ask questions, kind of, ineffable. and see what they can do. Yeah, let's let's start off with like your your uh, also your your top priorities of like information wanting, and uh, and then we'll uh, we'll see what we can do. I think we've already kind of discussed that we're trying to find out how many god- gods I currently have fallen in total, and where slash when the next ones will fall, and. Then, where the fucking hell those great Eladrin are? Okay, so so how many gods eye there are, and then like where and when the next one or ones will fall, and then where the great great Eladrin are. Those are kind of my like high re- my top priority list. I don't know if anyone else. Yeah, what does everybody I'm else want to know? I'm in advance for the fact that someone is lighting, f- someone is lighting fireworks outside of our window right now. I thought that was a train. No, it's fireworks. Oh, somebody's lighting fireworks here too. Not up here. It's just a bunch of trees. All right, so we we know what Chai's top three are. Uh, what about uh, Thaddeus and Gutterbird? Like, what 
are your interests aligned perfectly or would you rather find out different things Thaddeus wants to know where Bryce is he wants to know what Bryce is doing a man of singular focus after his shawarma I'm, I'm aligned I think I want to find out where those where the Grey Ladrin are you bid farewell uh, a temporary farewell to Berevin and you make your way through the twisting corridors of this uh this hideout and back towards sort of the the main open area where you had like the alcoves and you enjoyed your sweat and shawarma and you eventually find your way um to by asking a few people maybe you go back to morg the orc and ask who does the the divination and you're directed to a half elf named raf he's a he's a tall half elf with like very uh, bright, uh, almost whitish uh, blue uh, eyes, and uh, and sort of short uh, black hair, almost almost unusually tall even for a half elf. But uh, he he's very soft spoken when he introduces himself, and he gives a, a slight bow. And you can sort of tell that he takes himself like maybe a bit too seriously. But uh, anyways, he he would tell you that he can. He can try to divine. Nothing is guaranteed, and there is always a cost. Uh, and so it depends on the person asking the question. And so I guess the, the way that I want to do this with each of you is each of you gets to ask one of the questions. And um, the success will be in terms of your uh, a role with whatever skill that you choose, but as long as you can sort of narrate why that skill is the best one to use for for like connecting you to a deity through the spell that he's going to cast in terms of telling you in terms of like describing what the cost is he makes it sound like it'll be a personal cost like you may be harmed by the answer (laughs) (laughs) great uh so I'll open up my third eye once I lose the other one. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. The thing I contribute, if I'm asking about finding God's eye, can I cast into his divination locate object? Locate object is like within a certain radius, right? A certain range, a thousand feet or something? It is. Yeah, normally. So it's a thousand feet. Yeah. So I, w- I would ideally like to go broader than that, but like if I aid him, like if my my contribution to helping him would be a thousand feet, like my locate object spell. So it's also a second level spell, but I can cast, I don't think it can be upcast normally, but I could theoretically cast it at a third level if that would help in this non-player's handbook style circumstance. In terms of like where the like the ones are, uh, like the existing ones, or I guess because you can't locate an object that hasn't arrived yet, so I guess you're not asking like to locate the ones that are have yet to to fall. Yes, I guess that's the thing. It's like if we can only ask one question, do I ask where the next ones are going to land, or do I ask how many? Where are the ones that are currently are? Because theoretically, if I'm asking where are the ones that are out there, we'd get an idea of the number, theoretically, by question structure. So, 
yeah, I think, does that make sense to everybody? Does locate object, does this make, does this track? I think this makes sense. Because my questions were the, lo- the how many and where and the gray Aladrin. But if he, if Gutterbird's going to ask about the gray Aladrin and you're going to ask about Bryce, then I, I'm stuck, not stuck with, but I'm like, I've got to determine. Oh, nature's an int skill. I was going to suggest maybe if you sacrifice the spell slot and use a casting roll kind of thing. And whichever... Well, I mean, it tracks... Uh, like, so my perception and insight are, are quite high. So both of those I could, in, in essence, use to yeah, it's help more, him. Yeah, it's more like the, in my head it's nature as a druid. But it, your literal casting stat is wisdom based on the player's handbook. So they, because nature's intelligence and your casting stat is whiz, they kind of go Conflict. against each other yeah. in my head. So that was my original thought process. I mean, that plus a sacrifice of a spell slot, I think, would be, a, in my mind, cool. Raph would say that it, it depends on the gods are fickle and they may find your offering satisfactory or they may not. Yeah, that's... That's why I'm like, this This also isn't up to me. <laughs> I don't know how this stuff works. Well, I can go first if you want. I've got an idea. Okay, you go first and I'll figure out. All right. We'll see how your your reaction goes. Thaddeus rucks up to Raph, cracks his neck, flexes his shoulders and says, Not so, young man. I have uh, one question and one question only. Where the hell? is Bryce Baylock and what is he up to? And I want to use intimidation to go through the god You're my god intimidation against a god. No, I want to go through my god with intimidation as my god is the god of retribution. Ooh. I want to see if I can prove through the retribution that I want to bring down that this god should show me where I need to go. Ooh, I like that. Raph is going to scratch his completely hairless chin. And he says, Oak, I didn't expect you to be ready with questions in the immediate sense, but if, if now is the time, then now is the time. He leads you into a... Um, it's not quite a solarium, because it's just like a, a, an, empty, an empty room with like a pedestal with a rounded, like, perfectly smooth uh, stone on top of the pedestal. And the room itself is is circular, and the walls and, like, the ceilings are, are like, it's spherical-shaped, except for the floor, of course. And so he says, this is, this is the chamber. We believe that this shape helps focus our energies to better connect to the divine. Now... I must warn you that the answer you get may reveal itself all at once, or it may reveal itself gradually. And as you're looking for a, a location, you may see this place reveal itself, unfold itself in ways you do not expect. And it may appear in your dreams, or it may appear in your nightmares. Thaddeus looks at him and just goes, yeah, 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 gods are cryptic, let's light this candle. (laughs) He asks you to place both of your hands 
your bare hands on the thing, and then he places his. Can Thaddeus, as he's doing this, like bare hands? Yes, but what he wants to do is like kind of when you're like putting, like you've got a pencil in your hand, but you're putting your hand over top of that pencil on table, kind of like that. Thaddeus is actually going to bring out the broken sword hilt and his eye bandage and one in each hand between his bare hand, like bare palms and the table, but his fingertips are all still going to be touching the table. What about the, what about a pencil? <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying to describe how it would be like if you were holding a, a pencil in your hand, pencil. like a sword, right? And then you put it, <laughs> and then you put it down, like you put your hand down, palm down on the table. Yeah, like. Let's just take a picture. I'm just gonna send this. <laughs> kind of like this. Kind of like those. Well, like when how you would uh, how you would uh, take a shot in pool. Almost, but not quite. So he's sort of like he's sort of like cupping the pencil in the palm of his hand, but all of his fingers are still touching the table. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like between his palm and the flat surface his hand is on. There are these two objects, so his hand yeah. is still touching the pedestal. But it's but- also touching these objects, and these objects are also touching the pedestal. That's very illustrative. I like that a lot. And uh, you can go ahead and roll your intimidation check. And <laughs> wait, don't do it yet. I'll give you. I'll give you a plus one bonus because of because of the additional flavoring that you put on there. Twenty three. Oh fuck! Including the plus one. That includes the plus one. All right, I gotta write some shit down uh, to partially fill dead air. <clears throat> uh, as this, as the like spell is being cast, and Thaddeus is doing the intimidation, he's going to essentially speak directly. Like he's speaking directly, but it's kind of like he's speaking directly to Bryce, kind of through like a conduit system, like speak to the god, the god kind of speaking to Bryce, kind of, but with Thaddeus's words, conduit business, and Thaddeus just says. Brass, you know this blade, and you know this cloth. It is high time you answer for both. Okay, so there's a strong reaction that you did not expect. You are, you are pushed backwards from this pedestal and knocked onto your, knocked flat on your back, and you look up and instead of seeing the, the, the room around you, you are seeing cave, a cavern like you're staring up into this vaulted cavernous ceiling and there are tunnel entrances that pepper it almost without end Uh, you think that your vision may be blurred and suddenly just before you can get a clearer image of that okay, so you got the cavern tunnel cavern uh, with they look like tunnels uh, bored into the into the ceiling and the walls high above the ground uh, and suddenly all of that is replaced with rocky snowy mountain tops and icy narrow passages and it's like you are falling down from this mountain peak and you feel like you're falling and that's when you realize that you've fallen over and Raph says he, he takes a step back and he goes and leans over you and sort of has his hands behind his back. He says, hmm, your target had some kind of protection. Thaddeus's hand 
hands are closed like he tried to grab like he almost like knowing that he's falling he's trying to grab for something and in one hand he has the cloth but in the other he doesn't have the sword the sword hilt stayed on the pedestal and he as if he was like kind of reaching for it still and he's got this like sweaty like mild perspiration on his face and he just goes of course he did but he is white knuckling on nothing and the cloth uh and Thaddeus finishes with uh, once he regains his composure he says thank you that probably wasn't easy and he just kind of goes and sits by himself after collecting his sword hilt he looks at Chai and Gutterbird and and like motions to the pedestal for who's next uh yeah I'll go for it I would like to do my best to uh to try and locate the Grey Eladrin now could you clarify that like do you mean like where they where the two are right now like the ones that you fought or like just the gray eladrin in general like where where did they come from can we be sure that they're all connected uh that's a good question i suppose i suppose you don't know that yeah maybe oh maybe if we do you know like perhaps perhaps those some of them have gone rogue maybe but by locating the two um, by attempting to locate the two that we have tussled with, perhaps we can see if they've connected with the greater network of Eladrin. Okay, and what sort of skill are you going to use for, for, this, for this role? I was thinking of using uh, my beguiling influence in case there is... Um, in case they sense the sense the disruption or or rather the intrusion uh, if we are successful in locating them might be able to kind of obfuscate that or you know mask that energy or that um, presence now when you say use your beguiling be- beguiling influence what do you what do you mean um, my, uh, or I guess maybe I can't do that so I will just use um, uh, my deception but my beguiling influence is deception and persuasion. So I was kind of hoping for a bit of a double whammy on that one. So yeah, the, the, what he's referring to, Tim, is the beguiling influence is a eldritch invocation that gives him proficiency in both deception and persuasion. Oh, ah. okay. Can I apply that to, to this particular endeavor? Um, I, I buy it, yeah. Yeah, so so go ahead and roll, and then you would add your your plus uh, plus seven, and then the additional plus one for for the flavor. Let's put some mustard on it. Okay. Ooh, so, good flavor choice. Um, so let me see. So twenty five. So can I ask, like, what what is Gutterbird expecting to see when this happens? I would. I am expecting to see. Sort of like a physical location, maybe some terrain, like some identifying terrain. Maybe uh, you are now entering blank, blank, blank sign would be great. <laughs> um, but even just like a, a location that might help us define or even get a sense of who and where this group has come from. Like, are they part of the greater greater group? Are they out on their own? Are they, you know, are, are they in cahoots? Are they currently... You know, uh, helping protect Bryce. Who knows? 
So you're you're maybe as used to dealing with a a different kind of entity uh, on a regular basis as Thaddeus is. So this is it doesn't shock you quite as much, but you see you also see a couple of flashes. Okay, so the first the first tableau, and I paint you a picture. You see the gray hooded figure as if you're peering over their shoulder with a glowing object, or maybe it's more than one object, set in front of them. And they're kneeling and their hands are up, their head down, as if they're praying at some kind of altar. And aside from hearing this, like, echo, as if everything is bouncing off of... of just bare rock you hear this constant grating like two gigantic slabs of granite being slowly dragged across each other and the other image that you get is this weathered like blue face of a like uh, this hardened it looks like a man but you can't quite it doesn't look like a human man it's so weird but like encrusted with snow and a giant beard that bears ice and like full on icicles. And you're like, that's gotta be a big beard to have a lot of like icicles, full on icicles in it. And those, those are the images that you see. Oh, hang on, sorry, one other thing. Yeah, um, as you see this, you can sort of hear this voice in Infernal just like creeping in at the edges, like just at the periphery. And as you open your eyes, your eyes are just temporarily, it looks like fire just kind of like shoots out of your eyes. Just these this temporary blinding light of, of hellish flame. And you take a step back from the altar and that's, and it's all, all of a sudden it's over. With that uh, kind of physical, would, would Thaddeus and um, Chai see that kind of light? Emission? Oh yeah, it, it full on appears that everybody, like the room, is lit up by this orange yellow flame. Like it flames briefly come out of his eyes. Okay, immediately after they've subsided, Thaddeus is going to run forward and investigate to make sure he doesn't need to kind of save. <laughs> Gutterbird's vision. <laughs> oh, yeah, Do I no. still have eyelashes? Um, and eyebrows? <laughs> like, are, the question, I suppose, is are, are, was this sort of like a magical vision that everybody saw, or were there literal flames coming out of my eyes? There were literal flames that did no harm to you. This was... You feel like this was your... Um, like, you are reaching out to, like, this other plane, and... They can't control who's answering, but you already have a connection to a certain someone, and so you feel like that was them, just kind of like, mm. maybe, maybe... Back off, this is my bitch. Pretty much, yeah, thank you, yeah. Thank you for articulating that. Um, Chai, it is up to you. Before you do that, like, does anybody... Do you, are you wanting to discuss the various things that you've seen before you ask, or or, or No. Should we? Uh, Thaddeus is still kind of just giving a little bit of a, a 
a triage onto uh, Gutterbird's eyes. I don't know if Gutterbird wants to mention anything. I, I would probably go, what the fuck was that? And then kind of like, what did you see? Like, I'd probably ask Gutterbird, based on that reaction, what happened. Yeah, I guess Chide doesn't have a vested interest in the same uh, vengeance as Thaddeus. Ooh, something but I forgot to mention for, interest in the for Thaddeus. Ladder. Something I forgot to mention is that when your when your vision changed to the mountain peak, you recognize that mountain peak in a drawing that you saw somewhere. Oh, really? Really? This drawing? Could you fill me in? <laughs> Could you tell me where I remember? I think you saw it in someone's journal, like a journal of of somebody that uh, no longer needs it. Oh my god, do we have a diagram of this? When when you defended yourself against those uh, that fam- that group of pilgrims, you took one of their journal. I think it was Hobson's journal, and there was a drawing of a mountain peak in it. Oh, it's not the Venn diagram. Okay, well, I'm gonna. I, I would have asked Gutterbird what he saw for sure, especially if I knew he was asking about the Eladrin, and that was also a question I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess I would describe the you know the rocky um, terrain that I saw, as well as the Grey Eladrin sort of praying um, and and uh, paying homage to. Uh, sorry, was it a glowing orb? You didn't get the best look at it. It was a glowing, it was a glowing like object that could have fit in your hand, or maybe it was a couple of them. Hmm. Okay. Perhaps some god's eye. Could have been. Or a half a dozen, a half a dozen eggs. <laughs> and uh, and then a a, a, a semi a, a human esque but similarly inhuman um, face. Uh, covered in ice and its beard its bearded face iced over bearded ice face of ice and face <laughs> and, and face and beard oddly enough and then Does I saw any nothing but flames which <laughs> makes me feel as though I was certainly stepping on some toes mowing somebody else's lawn so to speak Cutting some grass, yeah. Um, would any of that sound familiar to me? Um, give me a history check. But we'll find out. Ten? Mm, you can't quite put your finger on it. You don't know really what it means. Okay. Well, I gather I will, with that brilliant check of mine... Uh, I will head up to the pedestal. I think Chai is probably not hiding the fact that she is quite nervous about what's to happen. Because there's there's a number of things going on. So she's almost kind of like, she's getting her hands almost ready to go on the pedestal because there's that kind of hesitation where it's she still feels like a huge failure in the task that she was set out to complete. Like she let, she let the bad guys get the stuff basically. And so she's still mad at herself for that, but she's still kind of hoping she can redeem herself. So she's kind of hoping that if she can just get ahead of, ahead of this and 
find more or find them or find any of it or figure out what's going on, that she might still not be a failure and that she might still actually get the kind of respect in the court that she was wanting. So there's a lot more hesitation, I think. Um, but Chai, I think we'll use that as the kind of like almost revenge in a way that kind of like anger that will fuel her. So she, there's a hesitation and then you can kind of see like this anger brewing and she will put her hand on the pedestal on one of them. Um, and kind of like, you can almost see a bit of magic coming from, she's going to cast the locate object if she can at the higher level into the pedestal, but she also wants to take the one God's eye that we have in her other palm and put it on the pedestal to kind of like merge the two together. And she's going to try and use the casting of the spell through the god's eye to locate to assist in the definition of locating more god's eye so you're trying to find out where they are where the ones that are out there are so it also might hint at how many is kind of the the logic she's trying to go for she's trying to find out both but she thinks by finding out where they are she might get a hint of how many okay and what um what skill are you using to augment your your role. I will use. I would assume perception. What? Yeah, I would assume perception if I'm trying to like observe stuff. So I will go for perception. All right. All right. Let's do it. Sixteen. Hmm. How to describe this? You feel like. Raph is helping you channel this this magic, and it's it's reaching out. You have this magical tendril that is snaking out into the ether, and you can you can your hopes are lifted, and you're like, yes, it's working, and you suddenly have this urge to like look over your shoulder, as though you're being observed, and two things happen at the same time. Uh, you you open your eyes. The circular object that your hands are placed on is just a full-on eyeball staring at you. And as you as you release yourself from the pedestal, you are a winter Aladrin. So you have been like shunted into another season. Uh so <laughs> So I I am in this same room and I look down and it's an eyeball. For the briefest of moments, it was an eyeball looking directly at you. And then, like, as soon as you're, as soon as, like, you blink, it's back to normal. But you have just suddenly changed. And Gutterbird and Thaddeus witness, like, just in the blink, that you just transform from autumn to winter. And that's all I see. Yeah. Raph takes a step back, and he's he's obviously looking, like, much more tired than he was and he says, he says, the gods are not are not willing to answer every question, but it doesn't mean they haven't given you some information, it seems. The challenge sometimes is for us to interpret it. Be sure to visit our gift shop. <laughs> it's behind the Schwedenschwarma. Behind it? Is it just like full of grease traps? No offense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we want? To, do you guys want to discuss the the potential meanings of that, or do we want to wrap it up here on this on this sort of question mark as to like what the heck does this all mean? I feel like that. I feel like wrapping it up is a good like. Tune in next time. <laughs> a Christmas ghost. Yeah. 
All right. I don't know. I'm. Oh, I feel like I need to sit with this for a minute. So I, I would. I think I'd like to ponder my own thoughts. Uh, Thaddeus is going to turn to Gutterbird and just ask, um, GB, you mentioned a face that didn't look human, but it had a big beard. Was it Dwarven? Oh, the mines in the mountain? It was not Dwarven. Uh, you're, okay, so Chai, Chai made a history check. You're each welcome to make a history check as well. I don't know if 13's gonna do a whole lot, but... It's better than the 10. I've rolled two dice. Both of them were 10s this today. What are your 10s machine? Mm. I got a 15. You don't quite recognize what what it was that you saw, but you get the feeling like it was like somebody who was larger in stature than a human, like a regular human man. But you've got no idea what the meaning is. Oh, okay. Like a... F- Frost giant? Do I get the sense that this this person is has been frozen to death, or are they living in cold places or cold uh, environment? the The vision that you saw was not of a of a corpse, just a frosty man. Ah, uh, no, a frosty manish. Human Frosty the Ice person. Um, <laughs> and the last question that I have for you, O Master of Dungeons, Thaddeus wants to cross-reference Hobson's journal with the uh, drawings that he knows of from the Venn diagram and a map. Does any of this kind of seem like it all coincides to one specific spot? Or is it one of those kind of things where Thaddeus is looking at it and, like, one could be the mountain range where the quiet are known to be. One uh, could be a mountain range in Agroth. Like, are we scattered all over the place or is there some is there some linking elements to this? So while while the Venn diagram was not incredibly specific, it was pointing to the Torvir in the in the area of the Torvir Mountains, which you are next to. And the the Black Tree Mountains where the quiet come from are not snow covered. The Torvir Mountains are. And the drawing, like the the sort of ridge line of the journal drawing matched up with the snowy peak that you saw in your vision. Okay, so... So it looks like we're heading into the A little bit more mountains. on that Torvir kind of side of things. That, that is the conclusion that you'd come to, yeah. Well, uh... Fuck, what was his name? Raph. Hobson? No. The gnome that did the cave stuff. Oh, Barnacle something? <laughs> what was his name? Brambleberry? Um, Alvin Boondiggles started with a B. Boondiggles, there we are. Well, we'd best find ourselves some Boondiggles. Do you have to say it? Yeah, because I wanted that to be how the episode ends. Exactly. And that's where we'll stop. <laughs>